Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, a presentation of Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called Life Study. This Life Study is the basis for our program today and includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's program. Every record in the Bible has a spiritual significance. We shouldn't try to understand any portion of the biblical record simply according to the black and white letter. Let's take Exodus 16 as an example. This is the chapter revealing the giving of manna to the children of Israel. Surely manna is something mysterious and spiritual. Chapter 17 shows us how God provided water for the children of Israel as Moses struck or smote the rock in the wilderness and water flowed from the cleft. Surely this also bears tremendous spiritual significance. The spiritual reality of the water flowing from the smitten rock is our story today on this Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee. Dennis Agashi has joined us once again for the broadcast, and we're glad to have you back, Dennis. Thank you, Chris. It's good to be back again. Dennis, we're going to pick up Witness Lee's own speaking for our introduction today, and he makes a very striking point about interpreting the Bible. Of course, we do believe it literally, word for word. But we also don't want to be blind to its spiritual and mysterious implication. Let's join him now as he opens this message from Exodus chapter 17. One thing, one principle we have to pick up. That is, in the Bible, every record has some spiritual significance. The black and white record always implies something spiritual. In chapter 16 of this book, Concerning Manna, we all have seen that manna is altogether a mysterious thing. Even up to today, no one reader of the Bible can tell us actually what was manna. It was mysterious. Because it came down from heaven. Now we must apply the same principle to the water out of the rock. There must be something mysterious. And there must be something spiritual. It may be easy for us to neglect the mysterious aspect of the water out of the rock, because it comes out of the rock, and the rock is altogether on this earth. Yet, I surely would put out at least two points to uh, let you know that even the water out of the rock must be something mysterious. Is this water material or what? Spiritual. It's hard to say. Well, if you say this is absolutely material because it came out of a material rock, but Paul says they drank, all drank spiritual water. How about this? Spiritual water, not material water. 
that came out of a spiritual rock. Even the rock was spiritual. I just feel Paul was strong. And he was bold. Otherwise, all the expositors will say, Paul, you wrote something wrong. Spiritual rock, spiritual water, and spiritual food. And this word, spiritual, is used to quantify these three things. The food, manna, was spiritual. The water was spiritual. And the rock was spiritual. Well, Dennis, we really had a marvelous example here presented not from Witness Lee, but from the Apostle Paul, who looked at these Old Testament stories that we're seeing in Exodus, and he saw real spiritual truth and application for God's New Testament economy. I agree, Chris. The precedent was set by Paul. It's no wonder that in Colossians 1, 25 and 26, Paul says that his ministry was to complete the Word of God. The very mystery that was hidden in the ages, Paul completed, especially related to the mystery of God, which is Christ, and the mystery of Christ, which is the church. So in many ways, the Apostle Paul was the forerunner that opened and attached these pictures to the experience and the spiritual reality of the believers in the New Testament. Absolutely. Paul really expounded the Old Testament in an applicable way to our New Testament experience. Well, Dennis, let's join Witness Lee for this coming portion. These are marvelous pictures expounded and opened up. I think the one today particularly is going to be very special for our listeners. We all could believe that manna was really mysterious. Anything spiritual is mysterious. Paul considered manna as spiritual, the water as spiritual, the rock also spiritual. Because these were spiritual things. I consider them mysterious. Mysterious. What does mysterious mean? It means something we cannot explain. Something we get it. Something we enjoy it. Something we possess. Yet we cannot explain. This is mysterious. Have you ever thought that the rock was spiritual? Paul told us he got revelations concerning everything. He got the revelations concerning things in the heavens and concerning things on this earth, even concerning things in the earth. Told Paul, we ourselves can consider that manna was something mysterious. Paul was right. The manna was spiritual, the water was spiritual, and the rock was also spiritual. We have to realize this spiritual water which is very, very mysterious, is the water in resurrection. And we all know what resurrection means. It means something put to death. And then something came out of that something, which was put to death. This water out of the rock was something that came out of something that was dead. Why God made the water come out of the rock? He's already, there's no need to use the rock. No need. Just open the earth, then the fountain springs up. Then they have the water. Why God used such a big rock? Under the light of the Bible, we all can realize the rock speaks, 
God's redemption. The rock speaks Christ's incarnation. The rock speaks Christ's human nature, humanity. The rock speaks Christ's death, and the rock speaks Christ's resurrection. We all know because the Bible tells us clearly that the rock was Christ. Then you have to check Christ was God. Christ was divine. That the divine one became incarnate. And he existed in humanity for a period of time. And eventually he was really smitten on the cross by the authority of the law. So Exodus 17 verse 6 is a short verse. But this is profound. We need to get into it to see the water is something after incarnation, humanity, and Christ's death. So this water now flowing, flowing in resurrection. This flowing water is clearly revealed in the Bible that it is something in resurrection. Now it remains in resurrection. Oh, this is not a small thing. Dennis, I believe after listening to this section that the water flowing out of the smitten rock in Exodus 17 must have been more than just physical water that sustained the children of Israel. What does it mean that this water is now water that is flowing in resurrection? Chris, the rock that was smote by Moses is Christ. Christ, as the rock, is picked up and portrayed and expounded by the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 10. That rock there is Christ. It is not just a physical rock. It surely must be a spiritual rock. We see that Moses struck the rock, and out of the rock flowed water. I'd like to pick up this matter Chris, in our previous broadcast where we saw Christ is the Passover lamb whose blood redeemed us from our sins. But we not only see the judicial aspect of God's salvation, but in the picture of the rock here, we see the organic aspect of God's salvation. The blood is for our judicial redemption, saving us from God's condemnation. But the water flowing out from the rock, which is Christ, is for our organic salvation, supplying us with life and life supply. And this is confirmed by John 19, where it says, the soldier pierced the side of Christ, and out of the side of Christ came blood and water. We not only see the blood redeeming us from our sins, but we also see the water out of Christ's side giving life and life supply. And this is the important point. All genuine believers know that Christ is the Lamb of God forgiving us and redeeming us. But we have to see that the water that came out of Christ's side is for his regeneration of us, for our life and our life supply. I just get excited about this point to see both sides of God's full salvation, not just the blood, but also the water, the blood for redemption, but also the water for regeneration. You know, Dennis, there's a, a traditional hymn that I know is familiar to most believers. Even many non-believers know the hymn, Rock of Ages. Yes. And it reminded me of that as you were speaking. Let the water and the blood 
from thy riven side which flowed. Right. Be of sin a double cure. Right. Save us from its guilt and its power. Yes. What a picture. The, I think the writer of that hymn, and I, it escapes me right now, I would like to go back and look it up, but surely was in the reality of the enjoyment of the same point that you're expressing your excitement. That's correct. Well, Dennis, at the beginning of this coming section, and once again we're talking now about resurrection, Witness Lee makes reference to another New Testament passage in John, and this is where the Lord Jesus returns to the scene of the death of his follower, Lazarus, in Bethany. And the distraught sisters are there now several days after the death of their brother. And the Lord Jesus is going to reveal something here very profound regarding resurrection. Let's join Witness Lee. To know what is resurrection, we surely need the entire revelation of the Bible. Actually, resurrection is the very focal word of the Bible. The focus of the Bible is just resurrection. What is resurrection? Resurrection is God. Resurrection is God! One day the Lord Jesus was there telling Martha and Mary, those sisters, the Lord said what? I am the resurrection. Resurrection was God in order that God can be proved that he was resurrection, surely he got into death. For him to enter into death, he must what? have a humanity. He must have a human body. He must have a human life. In other words, he must be incarnate. He the very God passed through incarnation. Passed through incarnation and passed through humanity and even passed through death. And he came out of this. Anything that came out of death was resurrection. And this resurrection was just God himself. Yes, God himself through incarnation, through humanity, through death. Now, haha, <laughs> He is resurrection. What was incarnation? Incarnation was that the very eternal God entered into the gate of all negative things. He passed through all kinds of difficulties, all kinds of hardships, sufferings, and eventually he entered into death. Now, Here's the resurrection. And this resurrection is life to us. Today, the very divine life which we are enjoying is the resurrection. And resurrection means what? Means this dear one passed through all kinds of hardships. No environment can hold him. No hardship, nothing can overcome him. He passed through. Everything was overcome. He entered into the tomb. He entered into hell. Hades. He entered into death. He conquered everything. Nothing can hold him back. This is resurrection. Now, when we say the water of life in resurrection, we mean the water of life 
is something like this in such a resurrection. When you drink this water, this water is victorious. This water is all transcendent. This water is in resurrection. When you drink this water, you will be made a man of resurrection. Well, Dennis, I think this is a point that can have a very profound effect on the real experience of a seeking Christian. And that is that Christ does not just possess the power to resurrect someone from the dead, but he himself is resurrection. Why is this meaningful for us as we enjoy and drink the living water? As we saw from witnessly sharing, Chris, that this water of life is resurrection and is in resurrection. In John chapter 11, in the portion that Witness Lee alluded to, we see Christ said, I am the resurrection and the life, not I will be. I think our common concept, Chris, is that resurrection is a mere power to do something outwardly and objectively. Actually, the intrinsic meaning of resurrection is resurrection is God himself. Resurrection actually is Christ enjoyed by us. Resurrection is God himself, not something separate from God. So, Chris, the living water that we drink today is the water in resurrection. In other words, the smitten rock, the rock which is Christ, had to pass through a certain process. The rock there that was smote is a picture of Christ being smote on the cross. When you trace it back, we have to see that God in Christ was incarnated. He lived a human life full of troublings, hardships, and sufferings. But he overcame all those difficulties as a man. Then he went into death and through resurrection. Now the water of life that flows out of Christ's side includes all the elements and the ingredients from Christ's incarnation through his human living. The water that we receive today as the Spirit is Christ in resurrection. So when we receive the water of life in resurrection, we receive all the elements that Christ passed through. Therefore, the difficulties, the hardships, the sufferings that we go through, all can be overcome through enjoying and partaking of this water of life in resurrection. Dennis, this is a marvelous portion. In the coming one, we're going to see three instances where the living water has flowed out in Scripture, and we've talked about a couple of them already. The first is the portion that we're talking about today, specifically in Exodus 17, where the water now is flowing out of the cleft or smitten rock. The second portion is that in John 19 that you talked about earlier, where the Lord Jesus is hanging in crucifixion, and a soldier comes and pierces his side with a spear and outflowed the blood and water. The final picture that we're going to see today is in Revelation chapter 22, the last chapter of the Bible. And in the New Jerusalem, we see water flowing out of the throne of God. Let's join Witness Lee. Here, you have three pictures. One picture was a rock cleft flowing out the water. Another picture was a human body, the body of Jesus, cleft flowing the water that follows the flowing of the blood. Then you have another picture. God on the throne. Out of the throne, the water of life flows. Are these three waters? One flowed out of the rock. The second one flowed out of the physical body of Jesus hanging on the cross. And the third kind of water 
throws out of the throne of God. Are these three waters? No. Say it. No. no. These are three waters? No. These are just one water. Right. We are drinking. We are enjoying these living water. The more you drink of this water, the more you are out of a natural condition. The more you drink of this water, the more you are out of all kinds of hardships. The more you drink of this water, the more you are out. Out of natural things, out of the world, out of all kinds of hardships, troubles, out of. You are out. You are just out. Why? Because this spirit today, the water of life today, is not only in resurrection, he himself is the resurrection. You are enjoying the resurrection. The water of life is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. The Father is the source, the Son is the cause, and the Spirit just a flow. Let me give you one verse. The grace of Christ Amen. and the love of God Amen. and the fellowship of the Spirit be with you all. This is the water of life. Firstly, the love of the Father, then the grace of the Son, then the fellowship, that means the flow of the Spirit be with you. This is the living water. Today, the very water of which we are drinking is just the triune God flowing. Amen. Our God is flowing. Amen. Every day, the Father, the Son, the Spirit is flowing. Amen. I don't use the word are flowing because these three are not three. These three are one. The Father, the Son, the Spirit is flowing. Day by day. He's flowing. Hallelujah. I can test it even today. I sure enjoy the good flowing of the triune God. I tell some of the things I just couldn't bear without this flowing. Don't you have this kind of experience? I think you have. You do have it. Well, Dennis, we've come to this point on a few other occasions in previous life study programs, and that is that the best way to understand the inexplicable mystery of the triune God cannot be by doctrine or study of theology. It must be in our experience. How does this verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, Dennis, portray the triune God flowing himself to and into man? Chris, 2 Corinthians 13, 14 shows us the triune God is not for mere doctrinal debate or understanding. The triune God is the flowing out God. And we can see from the three examples in Exodus 17, John 19, and Revelation 22, showing us that the very triune God flows himself out with all his riches into us to be one with us, to supply us. This flowing out, as we saw in this broadcast today, is the flowing out in resurrection. So, Chris, for us today to enjoy resurrection, we don't have to wait for the future. We can enjoy resurrection life today. How? By God in Christ as the Spirit flowing into us and we partaking of the very resurrection life of Christ. I'm so happy, Chris, that we brothers can enjoy resurrection life today, not just in the future. Resurrection is not just a future event. Resurrection is an actual reality, experiential, applicable to all of us today. 
Dennis, this is really the portion that God has prepared for all of his believers. And as you said, not in the coming age, another era. But That's correct. For each of us, each day. We need resurrection first thing in the morning, don't we? Absolutely. Resurrection in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evening. <laughs> There's an environment out there that is all the time trying to deliver us into a sphere of death. We, we may not experience physical death every day, but we certainly know what that other kind of death tastes like. But for uh, each of those occasions, there's a living, flowing supply directly from the throne of God coming to us, delivering resurrection himself. Even in this radio broadcast, Chris, we can enjoy the resurrection life. And we have. I have to testify, Dennis. Thank you very much for being with us again today. We're going to have you back for another one of these marvelous messages in the life study of Exodus. We now have had the manna, the food, the bread come down from heaven. And today and in the recent programs and a couple more to go, we're going to see more about the enjoyment and the experience and the reality of what this living water is that has flown out of the riven side. How marvelous are these messages? I look forward to hearing them. We do have these printed life study messages in their entirety. Uh, we only get a chance to talk about, oh, about 15 minutes of a message that uh, in its spoken form originally was over an hour. And in its printed form, generally 10 to 12 pages for a complete message. They go into more detail and provide references and a lot more resources for you to dig into yourself. That's why we'd like to recommend them at the end of each broadcast. I'd like to thank Dennis Agashi once again. I'm Chris Wilde, and thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. To discover more of what Living Stream has to offer, please visit ministrybooks.org. From there, you'll be able to read over 600 titles by Witness Lee and Watchman Nee online and free of charge. Again, the website, ministrybooks.org. Thanks for listening today.